Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello, fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello? Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here, and it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at hellofresh.com. Welcome to Face to Face. This is a show about change and what's next. It's a show that asks questions and peels back the layers of our average everyday experience and goes beyond scratching the surface. We interview people doing incredible things who are making a difference around the globe. Join me as we listen in and get one step closer to understanding that big ideas shared create collaboration. Collaboration can inspire community and communities create social change. I'm David Peck and this is Face to Face. So my next interview is with a uh, director by the name of Lena Yadav. I had a wonderful time speaking to her and three actors from the film. Uh, the film is uh, Parched, uh, which uh, premiered at the Toronto International Film Festival. She's a film director who wants to ask some pretty deep questions and what, what I walked into the interview and I thought I was coming to speak with her and here here was this uh, group of young women who who uh, starred in the film created the film wrote the film we've got this group of passionate people who want to turn the world upside down and it was exciting and it was fun and it was funny you're going to love this interview and you're going to learn a lot about uh, not not only about this film but you're going to learn a lot about uh, what's going on uh, around the globe uh, I think Lena would, would agree that this film is not just about what's happening in uh, her home country, but this is uh, a film about issues that are happening everywhere. This is, this is a global uh, concern. And uh, um, enjoy the interview. Uh, I, know it's, I know you're going to have some fun with it. And uh, again, uh, check, uh, check out um, more of the interviews uh, on rabble.ca, of course, and davidpecklive.com. So welcome to Face to Face. We are um, joined by four very special guests today. Uh, I, w I came here today expecting to uh, interview the director, Lena Yadov, of her new film, Parched, uh, and I'm met by uh, three other lovely faces as well. So we've got lots to talk about today. This is a, a to say it's an interesting film is an understatement. Uh, congratulations, first of all, to Thank all you of you. So much. And uh, would you mind just all introducing yourselves really quickly, and then let's uh, let's go. Yes. 
So I'm Lena Yadav, the director. Hi, I'm Surveen Chavla. Hi, I'm Tanishtha Chatterjee. And I'm Radhika Apte. So I think the word that comes to mind for me is compelling. Um, I think I read a very quick review, and one of you is quoted as saying that every man should see this film. I'm not sure. Was that, was that you? <laughs> so, so I teach in uh, international development, and a lot of women often in, are in my classes, often about 80%, and so very sensitive and aware of, of gender issues, work in the global south, see it all the time. Yeah. And this is a very stark um, uh, and you're the writer, Lena, is that correct? So writer-director, which also makes it very interesting from my perspective. So tell me about the um, about a couple of the layers in the film. I mean, clearly this is about gender issues, but it's about so much more than that. We're talking about extreme poverty. We're talking about gender. We're talking about uh, abuse and violence and all kinds of things, seems yes. to me. Yes. And we're talking at one level. Uh, there's no blame game in this film, to be honest. Mm. For me, the men are actually as much victims as the women are, hmm. because they've bought into this whole thing. Uh, a person like Manoj, that's Lajo's husband in the film, is a victim for him to have known that he's infertile and live the stereotype of this macho image outside. That's what has built up that violence that he takes out on her every night. Or a gulab who's been brought up without a father figure, and he has this pressure, and he's being teased all the time that, you know, you don't have a reference point for a man. Will you get to be a man? So there actually are too many, too many layers that one is trying to uh, tackle in the film. And uh, to be honest, uh, they are just observations of a lot of things that one just sees being passed off as without being questioned. So yeah, we've just like packed it with a lot of stuff. You certainly have packed it with a lot of stuff. Why aren't you an academic? Why didn't you write a book about this? Why did you make a film about a this fi instead? <laughs> because I'm a filmmaker. <laughs> and uh, interestingly, my uh, father-in-law is a teacher of drama. And mm. he, when he saw the film, he said, I don't know the life of films. This needs to be literature. <laughs> Interesting. So, yeah, from every, I think everybody from their perspective thinks that that's the more powerful medium. For me, since I'm a filmmaker, I, I don't think there's any more medium more powerful than this. And if you can, um, I, I can't use the word entertain, in, but you know, if you can take people on a story, take them into that story and give them an experience, I think they come out with much more knowing than they have if they have to read something. Well, and, and, and as actors and as a filmmaker, you must uh, believe in the power of story to work on a variety of levels, right? It's it's, it's a soul Absolutely. thing. It's a yeah. mind thing. It's it's academic, but it's also emotional. It's 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 meeting us on yeah. on so many different planes. It seems to me. I just I see the film, and 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 because I have a, a more of an academic edge, I suppose I, I I say, wow, this this needs to be a school course. I mean, we could we could we could create a whole course around this film. You know, I could have my students write essays about this. What um, you must do that. I do do that, but well, yes, with your film, you mean? Oh, yeah, you must do that. that yes. would be that would be amazing. Well, once yeah. it's a wide release, maybe yeah. maybe I will be able to yeah. do that. I actually was talking to my wife this year, just recently, about get, choosing five or six films and assigning one to my students. You you get to pick, but you have to write an observation, uh, observational kind of essay about international development. Pick an issue in the film and, and then unpack it. This would definitely resonate with a lot of my students. Um, is this an anti-traditional movie? Are you guys attacking tradition, would you say, with this, in no. a sense? Or is it, 
You said you, it's not a blame game. I get yeah. that. And by the way, jump in anytime. Mm, any sure, sure. I don't think uh, we are anti-tradition at all. It's just conditioning of certain things. Let's just question everything. Mm. <laughs> and you know, a lot of time tradition has changed. It was made with much more validity for the reasons it was made. But over the years, it became something else. You know, like certain rules that one, when you question it and you start going into the his history of them, you realize they were, you know, uh, kind of created for a reason. Like a simple thing, like in, in, in India, uh, when women are having their periods, they are banned from going into temples. Okay, but that's not how it started. Or they're banned from going into the kitchen. One learns, I may be wrong in this, but what I have heard is that that was because they wanted the woman to rest in that time, which she mm. needs to do, her body needs to mm. rest. Mm. So she was told, mm. you sit in the room, we'll feed you. Don't, you don't have to go and do your duties for these days. But what did it become over time? Don't you dare step into the kitchen. You mm. know, don't you, you can't go in front of God like this because you're impure. What, how can you be impure? You know, it, it, it's just, it, it, God is giving, I mean, if there is a God, then God has created this. How can that be impure? Well, and on some level, is, isn't, isn't that, you know, the giving of life or the, the what, exactly. I mean, how could you not yeah. be pure, right? Yeah. You know, a yeah. pure point or a pure time in yeah. a woman's life. I, I, you know, there was a, a sense in which in the film for me, everyone was just so afraid of being embarrassed, right? This saving face with others and their, their neighbors and their friends, and we don't want them to really know what's going on underneath the surface. Um, is that kind of the culture? I mean, I think that's our culture too. It's Canadian that's, culture. I think, it's, I think it's, it's, it's world over. I think it's, I think it's universal. Uh, it just doesn't belong to, the, to, to India or the Indian culture at all. I think we're also afraid to question. We're afraid to question and we're afraid to put our points across and we're afraid to discuss issues. We're, we're just afraid. It's just fear, <laughs> uh, primarily, fundamentally. Um, and I think with the film, um, um, yes, Lena's been saying this. Of course, it is an observation, and we all believe uh, believe this, that it is very, very important that this be talked about, you know, and that's that's the only way to bring about change, to really leave the fear behind and begin to discuss and and really talk about it. Like, yeah, I truly believe that. It if we start just talking about sex and discussing it, a lot of the pent-up frustrations which are causing so much of sexual violence will go. We need to talk about sex. Everybody has sex. It's normal. We eat food. We have sex. Mm -hmm. Why is that's there the such quote, a taboo? That's the quote from the interview, by the yeah. way. <laughs> everybody has food. Everybody has yeah. sex. Yeah. You know, and... Yeah, it's uh, true. No, it's true. I mean, like, what is the big hoo-ha about it? And, like, I, I, we are all being asked... Oh my God! It's such a bold film from from India. Nudity, shh. What? <laughs> Their bodies. So I grew up. I grew up in a pretty traditional Christian home. That and you don't talk about sex. You don't talk about religion, oddly, and you don't talk about politics. I uh, my my father uh, passed away recently. I still don't know how much money he made annually. Like that's insane, right? Yeah. Why didn't my family go a little deeper? So. I've, because of my background in philosophy, you know, with my kids, seven and 10, we, we got to have it all on the table, right? And we haven't come to a point yet where I've said, oh, gee, I don't want to talk about that yet. But I wonder, right? Because you say it all comes back to fear. And I wonder, like, what actually do you think we're afraid of? Exactly. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. I, I, I'm, I'm not sure what we're afraid of. Yeah. Uh, uh, 
little one. Yeah, perfect. Yeah, <laughs> I don't know what we're afraid of. I think it's just conditioning mm. and it's just laziness. You know? <laughs> I. You know what? Laziness. I, yeah. It's really great. So you're yeah. saying, Lena, to question everything. Yeah. And I, th- I think you're kind of right in a way that yeah. we, 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 we lose track of what matters just because it's easier. Easier, exactly. Oh, I don't know how to, how to tell my child about this. So I'll just say... Don't ask me. <laughs> you know, I mean, I'm just giving an example. Yeah. So, uh, so I think it's laziness and it's conditioning, and um, I think it's just turning turning your back towards it. That's all. I, I, I think a lot. Of, I don't know if this happens in Indian culture, um, and I don't know if it happens in uh, other cultures. But the whole notion of uh, when when a child asks you something, well, because I said so. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Right. Absolutely. Is that not like the the, the craziest thing yeah. a parent yeah. could say? Yeah. No, no. There's so many children in India who were told that they were picked up from the temple, their parents didn't have sex. You know, and isn't that a conditioning? You can't imagine your parents have, that they've had sex and that's how you were born. Yeah. Why, why, why isn't it? It's just so simple. Yeah. But there's just this whole thing put around sex, you know, this whole cloud around it. No, it's, it's to another level. I'll just share another yeah. story. It was my, my parents are doctors and my mother used to teach in my school and give sex education. I was so embarrassed that I didn't know how to have sex for a long time because I just <laughs> never paid attention because I was so embarrassed. That your mother was talking, my mother about, was sex talking about sex and drawing organs on the blackboard. I should just look down. <laughs> it's, it's, it's ridiculous. It, it, it kind That's of, how deep it kind of yeah. is ridiculous. And I think you guys are right in a sense. You know, I, I read a review that said something about um, uh, they thought that this was a little, not, not too critical of Indian culture, but that there was... You know, there was a lot more uh, progressive thinking going on in India. Well, it's it's a big place, but I mean, when you look at what's happening in Canadian and Western culture, that you know, we're not really you know to say we're far behind is almost condescending in a way. Do, do you know what I mean? I'm, I, I, yeah, and I've been faced with those, that question all the time, and I sometimes I address it, sometimes I don't because it gets people's back up. They're like, oh my god, you know, it's so timely this film with all the rapes that are happening in India. Mm. And I tell them, uh, do you know the amount of domestic violence in America? Yeah. So it's just that turning your back to it, like, oh, it's not happening in my neighborhood. Mm -hmm. Like a lot of people even in India will say, oh, it's not happening in the cities. This is in the village, you know. Mm -hmm. We are educated people. We don't do this shit. So we're doing it in shut doors. Yeah, actually, you know, I had once attended a workshop where uh, there was data and and there were like f- about 55, 56 women sitting and discussing um, abuse or, you know, child abuse or anything, any of those kind of experiences that they've gone through. And this is like in a big city with upper middle class people. And um, it's, it's, it's not strange, but, uh, you know, the reality was that more than 70% of the girls, this was when I was in college, actually went through some kind of abuse in their childhood and the reality is that in villages uh, and in I mean we in India think that the lower you go in your income strata the violence is more Mm. and it gets less reported it's actually the reverse the higher you go in the income strata the reports are less so yeah and the violence I mean we we don't know whether it's more or less but the reports are less the reporting so if you go to extremely rich families you don't know you will never know the kind of violence that's happening in the middle class again we have so much of fear and shame of accepting that you know this is what happened to me and uh, so there is no reporting 
there's no sharing i mean if i wouldn't tell her that this has actually happened in my life i'd say oh no it's all very nice you know so 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 the thing is that and and it that's true in all i mean i think that's true culturally as well um and i i completely agree with lena when she's saying that you know when we made this film people said oh it happens in the villages and not in the city but mm-hmm. actually reporting in the cities is even less because certain times in villages and all they are outrageously open about certain things you know people would yeah because it's down to basics down to basics survival, yeah. No? yeah he beats me up yeah you know village the woman will say yeah he beats me up in a city what are those bruises oh my god i fell down here last night who am i trying to protect and save here then their choices that you're making you know so i need to ask you all about that so the whole idea of choice so my background philosophy uh, freedom choice responsibility that's it for me right yeah. so you, you know i asked you about the anti traditional edge to the film and, and and you sort of said no that it's not but do you think that um at some point the choice was clearly motivated by power it's just men have this culture the 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 government you know you could look at this film as a political metaphor even right from Absolutely. the patriarchal kind of uh structures and what's happening on its society as a whole globally what's going on with violence and invasions and 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 so on so i guess is it a i i guess for me your film is really profoundly human in a sense like there's a there's so much humanity coming out in the film and so yeah choice where does the choice come into this you know oh well it's just the way our culture is right oh so therefore right better not ask any questions because that's the way it's always been yeah. how do you break from that you say always ask questions question everything i'm with you 100% yeah, yeah, yeah. how do we get everybody else on board oh man <laughs> <laughs> but uh i think at some level you know people do mm. they do question i mean you wouldn't live these lives unquestioningly i don't know what holds them back maybe the the question it internally the discussion is not coming out it needs to come externally we need to we need to if necessary argue this out fight it out you know just get it out there have that opinion out there don't just keep that inside get it out there argue dis- disagree like i i i just said that there may be people who disagree with my film or something that i've shown i, I it's not a film that i made which i i want that people just love it Right. Mm-hmm. I want them to be moved by it, shaken by it, hate it, love it, react. Just do something yeah. to react. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 yeah go, Discuss, go. disagree, have a dialogue. But I mean, I would add to what Lena was saying, and 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 your question that how do you start? And 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 what Lena said that I think people do, people do react. They raise questions. You know, the women, the stories that we are telling about the women, and in our research when we were traveling. Um, we had never thought that in a small village these women are actually questioning these traditions i bet i bet they are yes yeah. so we never thought that they were questioning we thought oh they would be subjugated in the cities we have more opportunities and we are liberated but to our surprise when we went the uh, the stories have come out in in the way that they have they're all inspired by these real women they are questioning it which is why the yeah. problem is the uh, lack of information for them yes. uh, yeah. honestly they don't have the information there are which doctors in the villages mm-hmm. where we went yeah. they don't know yeah. and the they they being told because the women don't move out of that village the men are the ones who are going to the cities mm-hmm. and they're coming back saying oh 
right these women they shouldn't come to know the other choices there mm-hmm. like we were refused uh, permission to shoot in about 30 <coughs> villages there because when i went there so we obviously had to tell them that listen we'll be a crew of 70 or 100 and da 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 and they would like look at me and say are you trying to tell us there will be more women like you that will come here i said a lot more women like me <laughs> they like hilarious. and they to my face said so that will yeah. yeah totally <laughs> no yeah, and they said yeah. that leadership that, that will corrupt our women right. they said it to my face and they used and the word corrupt this is the younger generation this is not the older generation mm. this is the younger generation which has had much more education yeah. which has had much more exposure they're the ones who gone into the cities so so i saw a film uh, ps jerusalem this this uh, festival and i interviewed uh, denaya alon she's a, a jewish filmmaker and there are young people the the racist things that are coming out of these young people's mouths in Jerusalem to her to the camera as she's trying to shoot and they're calling her just horrible names and you say hang on we are in the 21st century aren't yeah, we still yeah. you know what what's going on yeah yeah <laughs> no i also feel that there's a difference between education and awareness yeah it's good uh, you know uh, like we were talking about village there but in cities people are educated but they are still not aware of the fact that they have a they have a choice to begin with uh and they don't have to stick to the the conventional answers that are given to them and uh i also feel the major problem is about having an image it's all about your image building isn't it to have an do you mean like from a sort of a popular culture perspective what are what are people going to think what, of yeah, me right yeah what are people going to think about which her character is mostly interested <coughs> that what right. are people going to think about about us and i think for from awareness point of view again when i'm talking about film culture I mean if we go go to that at all I think um it's like opium you know when films a majority of films are uh giving us sort of a message which supports all these things which does exist it's sort of it's like a thing it sort of sedates you mm. it sedates the society mm-hmm. it's extremely dangerous but it sedates the society and because we live in a capitalist well i mean i'm just saying that for the most part yeah yeah, yeah without we, a doubt we do uh, the whole pr of it the whole economics of it works around it so we have 95% of the films which are sedating the society to a level that you you think that that is that is contemporary or not forget contemporary that is um, how it should be no. whereas that's very dangerous because that's sedating you you know to totally to, know what you mean yeah yeah, yeah, and, yeah. And I think it's kind of like yeah life lifestyle advertising and how does yeah, that impact yeah. you what what are the implications of that right absolutely yeah. i think that's more dangerous from a and not just from a city point of view now that you have mobile phones and television reaching every part of village that's i think the most dangerous thing uh, rather than just the direct violence that is there it's <coughs> obvious it's obvious you can see that oh my god this man hits me it hurts <laughs> but you don't understand that i watch this daily soap every evening and that actually takes me somewhere else slowly and i think that is extremely crucial yeah yeah so the thing is you know this whole thing about what uh, radhika said about you know the daily soaps for example i have seen families where the relationship between themselves is not as emotional as their relationship with the characters no characters of the tv so right, suppose right. something yep. the father in law in the tv is going through a coma and they're like so affected but at their home there's somebody who's in coma it's like boring to take care of that person for 20 <laughs> years like no details. you know yeah. so you know that the escape into 
and you know and and the and the seduction of material and capitalism and all that is it's all all very smooshed and related and 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 that's what like popular culture does right popular culture says that okay now these are images that you see and these are popular images and in many ways you're saying that oh now when you dress up in a particular way and you're able to express your sexuality and do whatever you like and that means women are more liberated but what i see is this more and more and more pressure on men and women uh in terms of an image that how do you how do you have to look well you have to behave yes, a certain behave, way look, you're not allowed to question yeah. right and yeah. and there's a and this maybe is where the question I, uh, when i asked you about the whole traditional sense of things this is just the way it is so therefore right yeah, yeah. which is which is like you said yeah. so dangerous and also i think to add to that is that funnily enough because we're talking about media we're talking about our field and you know the whole industry so suddenly uh, these issues a film like this or many films like some some of the film comes up comes out and suddenly people want to talk about it and the talking about it becomes cool yeah you know and then everybody wants to be a part of it and the subject just gets diverted into something else <laughs> and so you all should have been academics this is what <laughs> this is what goes on in the classroom this is awesome <laughs> it just becomes about something else the actual fundamental issue is mm. lost yeah mm. and it's all a all a game it's all a pr activity yeah. and and it's 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 unfortunately you have to showcase your film and it's it's such a big part of that sure. so i think sure. it's a very crucial balance to sort of well it's kind of an irony of a film festival in a way right because it's supposed to be about story it's supposed to be about the issues and going deeper and yet so much of it is all just a surface yeah. text yeah, right yeah. can't get beyond scratching the surface right it's all about the parties and it's about schmoozing and shaking hands and looking good and so on it's also the kind of stories like radhika said that you know even in festivals and issues and it becomes like there is a formula there as well like there is a commercial formula and then there's an art house formula sure, that sure. you know if you talk about this issue in this particular way then it's going to work in that so it it boils down to capitalism again like you know that you you're putting a price and a capital to everything whereas you know the curiosity of the human mind as artists i think i find it quite Uh, like you know very very claustrophobic sometimes and i have a lot of friends who are scientists who also say the same thing that their creativity is so so curtailed by that price factor that you get money for this kind of research if you want to do that research there's no money for that so if you want to make this kind of a film in an art house way you have to make that subject in this way and if it's commercial you have to make it in sure, that way sure, so yeah. that putting a price on everything is actually in many ways really curtailing our creativity i mean it it it's across the board like i you know i mean i think many many years back when the human mind invented certain things it was just the curiosity oh how is this happening i just want to know the wonder and now it's like okay if i do this uh, how much money will i make <laughs> right <laughs> you right, know or what right. is the how much appreciation would i get that's also capital I, all that is capital like whether you want to be rich or famous both are capital so lena where did you find such smart actors that's what i want to know <laughs> there are lots and lots of smart actors and i got the best of the lot <laughs> apparently you did i i, I want to invite you all to my class yes. and come and, and come and give a lecture on the critique of capitalism <laughs> in in, in the global north <laughs> so 
So this is not just about our sexuality, this film. This, you know, as we talked about earlier, sort of to come full circle, it's, it's really layered. There's a lot going on. It's, it's not just about Indian culture. This is about the human race, it seems to me, at the risk of sounding kind of corny <laughs> and idealistic. It really is. I mean, these are, uh, these are global issues. What are we at? About 190 countries around the world. I think we could go to pretty much every one and find similar issues. You know, and yeah, like I was saying when they say and say it's about India. Oh, is this what happens in your villages? Right. Oh, I actually India, want to right? tell them that. If you're, yeah. If you live in India. I said they don't have exposure. They don't have education. They don't have information. What's your excuse? Right here in New York. <laughs> <laughs> nice. Yeah. Nice yeah. 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 It could be a T-shirt. <laughs> <laughs> I can tell you a million reasons why those traditions or norms or whatever it, we call it are continuing without being questioned for them. What's your excuse? You know, it's kind of what what drove me to, I think what drives me to love film is it, it, it's kind of, um, as a philosopher, it, it, it works on, a, on that level for me. I, I don't know that I see any kind of a film and not uh, come out of it with a new question of one kind or another. And I think it's take, it's taken a while to get there because, you know, to and, I, and I'm trying to bring up, or we're, my Elizabeth and I are trying to bring up our kids in the same way because I think you're right. You know, it's all a diversion. So much of this is all just a big diversion away from what really matters, it seems to me. And that's what I so love about, about films like this. Um, got it. We probably have to wrap it up soon, uh, I would think. But um, is this about old and new? Is Parched about the old versus the new? In, in, in some, and I guess that kind of connects to the whole traditional kind of question as well. Old, way of no, old ways of knowing and being versus new ways of knowing and being. Does that make sense? I think old and new keeps changing after every, because uh, if we study the past at some point, we see, oh my God, that was so much more. We always say that we are regressing in time, you know, that word. So the thing is that so it, there are always waves of uh, progress and openness and then we get into dark ages and then we come back again. So we don't know, you know, like everything has always been there. Mm. And it just, when, when, when certain things become very, very repressed, there is a revolution and it, there's a change. And then again, something else takes over as that becomes the norm and then you have to revolutionize that as well. Actually, a friend of mine reacted after she watched the film and she, she went into deep thought for a couple of days and she called me and she said, you know what? It's not just universal. I think your film is eternal. Yeah. And that's scary and sad. Very, very sad. Yeah. Uh, it's also sad because, you know, at the, at the end, you feel that, oh, finally, these three women escaped. And they are so happy that they think that they can support themselves. I think it's very sad. Mm. Yeah. yeah. You I know what? It's, it's, it's a question I did want to ask you about that, that it yeah. looks like a happy ending, but no, it's, it's actually not. really... It's a terrible so ending. It's a terrible ending. Yeah. It's awful. They had to leave. They had to run away. Yeah. yeah. Couldn't stay, couldn't challenge it, couldn't yeah. actually yeah. get the conversation yeah. going. Exactly. In a sense. They're going with hope, but... Yeah. Do you really think of what yeah. happens, happens after that? Where do they go? To another they, village? Yeah. A city? Yeah. Is it different yeah. in that city? Yeah, yeah. Um, thank you so much uh, for your time today. Uh, we're here talking with Lena Yadav and three uh, academics uh, <laughs> about uh, uh, global issues. Uh, thank you so much for joining me today. The film is Parched and world premiere. Yes. World premiere and uh, congratulations. Thank, thank you. you so much. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you.